How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Oh, and joining us here uh, is is a very, very special guest. Uh, this man helped me get my foot, get my feet wet in this industry. Dave Vasse covers the Dodgers, joins us here on Gwen and Chris, Gwen and Chris in the premier Chevrolet Carlsbad fan hotline. David, how are you, man? Are you enjoying your off season? I am, Tony. Great to be on with you guys. Great to hear your voice. Fresh from Maui, if you could believe I it. I saw the there last week. I yeah, saw baby. you jumping off of boats into the ocean. You having a good old time? Hey, I gotta live life, man. I'm not sure if it's midlife crisis or <laughs> the Padres coming of age, but I gotta go crazy. Well, uh, first, I, I I'm happy that. You've gotten outside of the baseball realm. It was a rough year for you, man. Not only did you, did the squad that you cover get have an early exit, but you had some bumps and bruises along the way, man. How are we recovering with the arm and, and rib cage there? Yeah, well, uh, I guess I'll have to make the trip to Milwaukee. I would like to <laughs> skip that trip, but I'll uh, I'll have to make it back there with the team at the beginning of May. Um, I know I'm back to full strength, Tony, because my jump shot's back. Oh, there so watch you go. out when I see you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, it was interesting, David, because I saw you around the all. I think at the All Star game. I don't remember if you were still in the sling or not, but we saw your your progression with the recovery as the uh, season went along and into the postseason. So good to hear you're uh, doing better. I'm jealous. The Maui trip. I got to get to Hawaii. Uh, let's talk about the Dodgers. Uh, been uh, an interesting offseason uh, we were talking about it uh, earlier in the hour a bit of a different offseason for the Dodgers than what we're accustomed to seeing how would you sum up the LA Dodgers offseason so far heading into 2023 yeah it was pretty quiet I think that's the best way to sum it up uh, they basically were very measured and I think in some respects had some sticker shock from the way mm. the free agent market went um, they decided not to bring back Tyler Anderson uh, for what the Angels gave him. And that turns out to be a huge bargain by the Angels before, uh, you know, the open market really skyrocketed with all this money that was being thrown around. And for the Dodgers after that, you know, they said that they weren't reluctant to go over the luxury tax, uh, but they would do it for the right player. This would be the third straight year going over the tax, and they did try to pursue Justin Verlander, which would have put them over that tax threshold. So what they told us by their actions was there were no players outside mm -hmm. of Verlander that they really wanted to go over that tax for. David, you, you and I had a couple conversations towards the end of the year 
as it pertains to the young, talented guys who had virtually been blocked because of the guys that were in front of them. You still had both turners in that lineup. That made things difficult for the likes of of Lux and Vargas. Uh, it seems like the Dodgers are going to turn over the reins to, to a few of these young guys. What do you expect? Are they prepared to handle it? Or is this one of the things we're going to have to sit back and find out? Yeah, I think we all have to find out, Tony. Uh, not only Miguel Vargas and James Outman, who's show glimpses in the short time that he got the opportunity before they made the trade for Joey Gallo. But Gavin Lux, right now, he's the Dodgers opening day shortstop. I think all three of those guys are going to play a pivotal role at the beginning of the year to see what direction the Dodgers need to go at the trade deadline. Can Lux handle it every day? Miguel Vargas, what's his position? Can he handle second base? He's going to get a lot of time at second base with Muncie at third base. And who's the Dodgers center fielder? I think that's mm. a huge question with Cody Bellinger being non-tendered and subsequently signing with the Cubs. So up the middle right now, the Dodgers went from Trey Turner, Gavin Lux, and Cody Bellinger to Gavin Lux, Miguel Vargas, and a combination of Trace Thompson, James Outman, and maybe some Mookie Betts. Um, that's not as strong up the middle as you would like a defending NLS champion to be going into the season. Yeah, and David, to follow up on on that, I mean, it's it's obviously a, a bit of a not a bit of a, a very different way of going about the off season and constructing a roster. What the Dodgers are doing this off season as compared to what they've done in the past when they've gone out and been very very active on the big time free agent market. I mean, personally, for you, David, what, do do you like? This approach from the Dodgers, is there a feeling that that maybe it's something different that over the course of the next year or two might prove to be ultimately, I, I suppose, more successful? Well, I, I think everybody's, I guess, outlook on the playoffs is a little bit different after last year, considering the Dodgers won the most games in the National League since the 1908 Pirates and were bounced in the first round by the Padres. Now, I have my own opinions on why they had such a, um, basically a no-show in the first round, but the Phillies proved that you don't have to win 100 games yeah, yeah. to t- make a run. And right now, I-, I would say it's going to come down to the final two weeks of September to decide who's going to win the NL West. And if it's the Padres or Dodgers that are the wild-card team, the Padres showed you can make a deep run even if you don't win your division. So I, I feel like the Dodgers' outlook on the playoffs and I think a lot of other teams moving forward has changed after what we saw last year with the expansion of the playoff teams. Mm. Dave S.A. joins us here on Gwen and Chris, the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. He covers the Dodgers. And, and Dave, I, I, what was your – or was there a consensus of – a really a, a – I guess a come-together feeling about what the Dodgers ended up looking like in that last round that they got eliminated against the Padres. They had dominated the Padres throughout the regular season. Uh, What was the organization's takeaway, I should say, from that series, and how will it affect uh, going forward into this next season? Well, it was a different tone than many of us expected from Andrew Friedman after his season-ending press conference where – he basically was not going to make wholesale changes as far as personnel or even approach mm. into the postseason, where the Dodgers have had a very 
uh, consistent approach to the way they handle things in the playoffs. Uh, a lot of us were expecting him to say, you know what, maybe we have to look at the way we go about things in the postseason because it really hasn't worked outside of 2020 and 2017. Um, but he basically stayed the course and said he doesn't expect his team to be 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position in the middle of a series. Um, and he credited the Padres for uh, being a hot team at the time. Now, m- me talking to players, they feel like they let an opportunity slip away and agreed with me that they did not take the Padres seriously mm-hmm. and they did not treat it like a playoff series. Uh, it was a very convenient trip to San Diego. They all treated it like they do during the regular season where they drive separately and arrive at the team hotel at different times. As you know, Tony, that's a lot different. And you guys know it's a lot different when, let's say, you're outside of California and you're on the team bus together, you're on the team flight together. It kind of brings the urgency of the playoffs. And talking to to some veterans on the Dodgers uh, about a month after they were eliminated – they agree that we should have done something differently. We maybe should have taken a player-only bus to San Diego because it was apparent to me that the Dodgers did not realize the playoffs had started until they got to Petco Park, and by then it was way too late. It's interesting because the Padres, who were in the same boat, certainly had buses, team buses, players' buses, family buses, and that element that you speak of is probably the one glaring difference from the regular season to the playoffs. It it usually is much more buttoned up, but it sounds like the, the Dodgers, as you said, treated it like it was a regular season series. Yeah, and Tony, uh, the other consensus was the error that Trey Turner made at Dodger Stadium in Game 2 changed the momentum of not only that game, but the entire series. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I, I heard after game one where the Dodgers got out to that big lead early, uh, a lot of the coaches on the Dodgers staff said this was not the same Padre team because they the Padres continued to fight in that first game and try to make it a game where in games past earlier last season, they would basically have the life sucked out of them and the game would be over. So there were warning signs even in game one that, this was a different Padre team that the Dodgers needed to take more seriously than they did in the previous how many years. That is really, really interesting stuff. Again, we're joined by David Vassay, who covers the L.A. Dodgers uh, right now in 97.3 The Fan, Gwyn and Chris. David, obviously for the, the Padres, it's been um, a pretty interesting offseason, the addition of Xander Bogart, some of the other moves they've made. You look at last year, regular season, Dodgers win 111 games, Padres win 89, and uh, throwing out the projections and, and all the things like that, I mean, what's your take on what this division towards the top between the Padres and Dodgers could look like in 2023? Do you anticipate it being, and I think you alluded to it before by saying the, the final couple of weeks of September, but what do you anticipate this division race being like in 2023? Well, it, it's very rare that you see in one year, one off season. 20 games made up but uh, the Padres started to make that ground up in the second half of last year and with Juan Soto having a full year a full spring training under his belt with the Padres the addition of Bogarts 
and you have Machado and Josh Hader having a full spring training with the Padres. Uh, it feels like this is going to be a pennant race all the way down to the final weeks of September. It kind of has a feel as far as from the Padres standpoint, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who went all in in Brady's first year and the way the Rams went all in last year to win the Super Bowl. It feels like the Padres believe this is their window, especially after bouncing the Dodgers in the NLDS. They were not going to beat the Dodgers and take a step backwards. They smell blood in the water and doubled down on that during this past offseason. And Peter Seidler, the Padres owner, obviously uh, is going to be aggressive, seeing the window that they have with Machado possibly opting out. And, you know, this Juan Soto window that the Padres have right now as well. So it feels like the Padres realized this is their window and they were going all in. Yeah, mm-hmm. no no doubt about it. DV, it's not going to be long before uh, we're giving each other, you know, you know what, when we get down <laughs> to Arizona. Uh, I'll take, you know, Tony Gwynn, you could say a lot of great things about him, but do not take any Pacific Beach bar recommendations <laughs> from him on an off day. I won't, I won't roll any places under the bus, but let's just say Dave Gosh. wasn't too happy with my suggestion. <laughs> DV, man. No, I was not. There were flies around my nachos, and there was nobody in the place. DV, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Spend some time with us, brother. Oh, can't wait to see you guys. Thanks. Dave Vassay there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. In my defense, I was trying to send. I was trying to send them to like a family friendly place this is here in san diego, this is here in san diego. Oh, okay. he had he wasn't actually i think he had an off day or something okay. when they came down and he was like hey man i got off day i want to go down to the beach and like watch the football games and have and i and i by the way i haven't been down to pb or PB, beach that's in a long that, that's time my, that's my area so right there. you know I, I gave him a, a recommendation that was from like 2009 mm. so it might have been a little out a little dated why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why? a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.